For decades, Jefferson County Public Schools has assigned students from Louisville's majority black and low-income West End to schools in whiter, wealthier suburbs. It's how the district has maintained relatively integrated schools. But now JCPS wants to give families in West Louisville more options close to home, which families say they want as well. This week, WFPL's Jess Clark has a five-part series looking at the history and future of student assignment and racial segregation in Louisville schools. At the corner of Chestnut and 24th Street in West Louisville, a lot of memories are coming up for Fatima Muhammad. Fatima just graduated from JCPS and lives downtown now, but she spent all of her childhood living in this neighborhood. My whole life, literally. (laughs) Magazine, 21st Street, Muhammad Ali, Maple, all over. I've been all over the West End. This corner, though, has a particular significance. It's the bus stop where Fatima used to catch the Tark to take the long bus ride to Eastern High School. It took nearly an hour and a half, so she had to catch it before 6 a.m. The bus pulls up on this sunny fall afternoon, and Fatima shudders just thinking about those early mornings waiting here in the dark. I hated doing that. There's so many creepy, creepy people out in the morning. Hated that. Most students have a school bus. They don't have to take the city bus, the Tark. Fatima took the Tark because her family was moving around a lot. They struggled with homelessness, and Fatima never got her bus stop updated with the school. This actually happens a lot. Fatima says she saw many of her classmates on the Tark in the morning. But even rides on an actual school bus can be pretty long for West End students. The ride to Eastern is nearly 40 minutes. Besides having to wake up at 5 a.m., the distance between Fatima's home and her high school had other drawbacks. I wanted to play basketball, but because of the hours and me getting home late and me having to keep my grades up, I wasn't able to play basketball. I wasn't able to participate in any extracurricular activities. It also cut into her learning time. The TARC was late, a lot. And Eastern's policy was that students who are tardy can't go to first period. Instead, they have to wait around in the gym. After a while, Fatima decided it just wasn't worth it to go to school. Some of the times I was too tired to wake up. Other times I was like, if they're not going to let me in school, then why do I even, why go? Once she stopped attending school, her parents began to rack up truancy warnings. And as a result, the state moved Fatima into a foster home. That's when she got back in school and graduated from Marion Seymour. Now she's a student at the University of Louisville. In high school, homelessness was a major barrier to success for Fatima. But she also thinks the distance to school was a big problem her freshman and sophomore years and played a role in her family's separation. She wonders how things might have turned out differently if she had been able to go to high school in the neighborhood. It would be more convenient for me, me living in the West End and going to school in the West End, because I could be more involved with um, extracurricular activities. I could play basketball. I wouldn't have to go and I went 30 minutes away. It would, be, it would be way easier for me. That was never possible for Fatima. Under the district's student assignment plan, most students in the West End are assigned to schools in the East End. For decades, that's how the district has kept schools racially integrated, by sending black students from West Louisville and downtown to schools in majority white suburbs. Now, a new student assignment proposal would allow West End students an option to stay in the neighborhood. Superintendent Marty Polio says it's about giving families in the West End the same options afforded to families elsewhere. I think it is a major equity issue that we have that the only families that are not allowed to access schools close to their home are those in West Louisville. 
The plan, called Dual Resides, would allow families in the West End and downtown to go to school close to home or opt for an East End or South End school as a second option. We should still give them that second option. Um, And if we don't provide great options, the families will not choose to stay close to home. To make this proposal work, the district will have to invest at least $91 million to build a new middle school and renovate a high school. There are still a lot of unanswered questions about this plan, how it would impact enrollment and staffing at East End schools, how the district will pay for building and resourcing new schools, and perhaps most importantly for some, how it would impact the racial diversity of JCPS schools. Uh, Gary, are you there? I certainly am. I wanted to find out how this plan compares to previous iterations of JCPS's student assignment. So I called up Gary Orfield. He's someone with a long view of history when it comes to the district, having worked with JCPS since the 1970s on racial integration efforts. But this time, JCPS didn't call him. And when he saw the limited materials publicly available about the plan, he was shocked that a key piece of any student assignment plan was left out. Race. I was stunned that it wasn't even mentioned. It was as if they were just designing a plan for a city that didn't have any race and property problems. Louisville is one of the most segregated cities in the country. But because of its unique commitment since the 70s to integrating schools, JCPS, by and large, has avoided creating the segregated middle and high schools seen elsewhere. In fact, the district's plan regularly pops up in national outlets getting praise for staying the path of integration. It even earned a mention on John Oliver's Last Week Tonight in 2016. And Louisville uh, has created a complicated school assignment formula that has resulted in uh, more integrated schools. The district says that's part of the problem with it. It's too complicated. It's hard to look at the map and know which school your kids will attend. Plus, it puts the onus on black students to make the trip across town, like Fatima Mohammed had to, but not white students. Orfield admits the plan isn't perfect, but he's worried abandoning it would result in highly segregated schools in the West End. We know from a half century of research, and including a lot of really large studies recently, that schools that are segregated by race and poverty are systematically unequal and harm students for life. One way this plays out is that because society favors white people, money, resources, and power tend to follow white kids to schools. So at integrated schools, white parents may be able to raise PTA money for a new library, things that don't usually happen at majority black, low-income schools. That's just one example. Schools that are majority poor, black, Latinx, or indigenous also tend to get less experienced teachers and administrators and have more turnover among staff, all bad things for student outcomes. So you don't see a way in which this plan could work. Like, you know, they keep saying, well, we're going to do this, we're going to build these, there's going to be state-of-the-art schools, they're going to have... This is what they always say. I've been through this for 50 years. I've never seen a superintendent didn't say they knew how to do this. And I've never seen one who was able to do it. Because, as the Supreme Court said in 1954, separate is inherently unequal. But the fight for integration in JCPS is complicated, and it hasn't been easy. Some people had their Klan outfit on, you know. Yeah, they had their hoods on. It was bad. 
more tomorrow on the history of integration in JCPS and what it means for today. I'm Jess Clark in Louisville.